<laughs> Alright, let's try this again. I'm not going to fuck it up this time. Do you want to hear my grocery list and my notes? Mm-hmm. Crackers and orange juice. That's all I got That's so it? far. That's all I got so far. Welcome to Wine and Cheese, the podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. And I'm Mike. Um, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Sunny Day Real Estate's Diary and the classic Bridget Jones Diary. They've yeah. got a lot in common, the commonality being <laughs> diaries. Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Keeping a diary of sorts. <laughs> Bridget Jones style in a terrible accent. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Well, we'll get to it. We'll yeah, get to that. Pump the brakes. We'll get to Battle, all of it. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Pump the brakes. What have you been listening to since last episode? Uh, I listened to the new Drake record okay. a couple times. It's like Is that the one with the secret son? He like finally acknowledges He like it? acknowledges the son in like three or so songs. But I feel like only cuz Pusha T called him out before. Right? Yeah, but I think it's like kind of Okay, so I like both. I like Drake and Pusha T, but if I had to choose one, I think I would choose Drake. People are probably going to get flack for that, but... Uh, Isn't his real name, like, something real corny? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, something like He's that. He's got a funny name. Continue. I can't remember, but... Uh, it's actually Drake McDrake. <laughs> but um, MC Drake. It's like... It should be about half the amount of songs, because it's super long. But the son thing, he like... Uh, his argument is that he wasn't trying to hide his son from the world. He's trying to hide the world from his son kind okay. of thing. I, which I respect like I get because yeah. he's huge. Uh, I think that might be like a lyric or something. I can't True. remember. But anyway. His middle um, name or his first name his is middle. his first name is Michael Myers' middle name. Uh, Aubrey. Oh, I didn't know that was his. <laughs> okay. Real, real deep cut. I think that's why he was getting crap for his name. Yeah, um, for sure. And then I checked out the new Gorillaz album are they still doing stuff? they're still doing stuff it was, it's fine okay it's a little long it's like okay like driving sunny music do we know who the gorillas are yet uh have people like have their identities been out there yet yeah, Wasn't that a is, thing? is murdoch not in the band anymore he oh, was like the weird like the the, the gorilla guy no he was like <laughs> the guitar p- or yeah the guitar player spiky the, hair uh he had like the black hair and he looked like strung out kind of okay yeah yeah i don't I think, think he's in of. the band anymore That's a i don't see you don't see that character anymore you just see the main dude and you see noodles i feel like okay and then maybe russell i don't remember what the main dude's name is <laughs> what about aubrey i'm doing okay <laughs> yeah aubrey is uh replaced murdoch i think they got drake <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be wild and then i listened to the new self-defense family record a couple times which one's that which what's the newest uh, one called it's called have you considered punk music oh uh, okay yeah um, I, haven't, I haven't listened to it but I'll, i haven't I'll given it, it a lot of time so i'm gonna reserve opinion for a later date but reserve it seems cool yeah yeah cool i like them so. nice what about you? I finally checked out Snail Mail at your request. Yeah. What do mm. you think? We're fine. Yeah. Cool. That's fair. <laughs> I like I liked, uh, there's a song called Full Control. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but it reminded me a lot of like an album that would be super NPR. Yeah. Like, they probably streamed on NPR. I don't know. That's, that's not true. like a, that's not a knock. It's just not really my favorite thing. They're kind of like the pitchforky band mm-hmm. right now. I feel like. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but they were cool. I yeah. liked, I, you know, didn't hate it. I think they're playing here soon. Ish. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. I'm also all messed up because all of the Philly venues are using e-ticks now instead of Ticketfly. Oh, I haven't I haven't bought any since that yeah. happened. The Ticketfly. Dude, the fiasco. Fiasco. July. I think it was like June 1st or June 2nd because I went to that uh, Piss Jeans and Black Moss Super Rainbow show. Yeah. And like that was the day that everything crashed. The power went out at the show. It was wild. Uh, it was the power outage related was, to the crash. <laughs> unrelated. Damn, Ticketfly got y- serious. Y two K eighteen. And then besides that, I've been on a real surf surf rock kick. Cool. <laughs> Listen, like Satan's Pilgrims and uh, like the Ventures and the Safaris and Guantanamo Baywatch. And I thought about putting that playlist on the other day that I made last summer. Oh, cool. Where I stole a couple tracks from your surf playlist, nice. but I didn't yeah. do it. Maybe soon. <laughs> I, I made that for a friend's family barbecue, so it was like a little nice. bit of like the safer surf rock yeah yeah yeah. there's some stuff at like swami john rice's stuff is like yeah. a little harder i don't think families would like that you had much. like some beach boys on there probably uh yeah for yeah. sure <laughs> i think Miss, mrs magician was on there and yeah nice for sure cool yeah so that's what i've been doing just listening to surf rock cool <laughs> uh should we hop into the record or should we yeah let's okay let's hop let's hop let's just hippity hop <laughs> um 
Okay, I have a quick question up top. Okay. How do you pronounce the lead singer's name? Jeremy Enich? Enoch. Enoch. I had to look up a like an interview with him because okay. I wanted to know that as well. So I always thought it was E-N-G-I-K, not E-N-I-G-K. And I was always calling him like Jeremy Enjik or Enjik or something. N- I, N- yeah, that's weird. It's e- it's Enoch. Enoch. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's Enoch. Enoch. Okay. Um, I used to say like Enoch. Yeah. All I kn- kinds of variations. I of never it. knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's but still going. He just played Philly like a, a week ago. Yeah. So we just missed him. <laughs> I'm okay, I think. I don't yeah. like his solo stuff very much. But um, Dude, pump the brakes. How's uh, <laughs> is this band emo? Oh, yeah, let's check that out. Right, uh, this one. I, I, I will be I would say, I mean, surprised. 100% yes. This band might be the emo band. That's very possible. Is this band emo? This um, is great I think air. a lot of people consider them sort of like bridging the gap between like the old emo core post hardcore kind sound of emo stuff. and the what emo yeah became or the transitional period or whatever you want to call it i feel like i lumped these guys in with like texas is the reason mineral Blade, oh, yeah. that whole era they're Absolutely. all kind of like the even like american football and like that just group of bands for sure yeah it's all the i guess it's mostly midwestern emo for that stuff um sunny day real estate my bad is this band emo we'll find out <laughs> they're an emo band listen to them immediately wow Damn. okay <laughs> uh, who runs this website Dun- i feel like Dun- i ask you this every time i think it's a thing called washed up emo it's okay like a, I, they might even have a podcast too listen to that one if you like emo okay but yeah. listen to ours first <laughs> listen to ours first yeah because <laughs> we, we're the source on all things emo we're the sunny day real estate of emo podcasts correct we're bridging the gap <laughs> <laughs> um okay cool well now that yeah. that's settled enoch what have you what's your uh history with this record so this is an album i don't know it super well yeah um i definitely heard in circles the track we played up top mm-hmm. um in like seventh or eighth grade when you had to download a music like song by song mm-hmm. at my friend tyler's house we were just going through and finding like all the bands that we thought we should know and stuff and this was one that it was like this and then nickel wound by texas is the reason were two that we downloaded okay and this one i liked a whole lot more it just has that like uh, almost like the Nirvana in Smells Like Teen Spirit, just the two-note riff that stands out so well. It's I like just, that. It's cool. It's like... Yeah. That song is one of the singles off the record, too. They have two music videos, yeah. and that's like one of them. Is the other one the opening track? The other one is the opening track, Seven, which is like the song. Because that's... Texas, or, sorry, the Sunny Day Real Estate song. We won't play it now. We'll play it as the transition. We'll play it later. Yeah. But uh, that's the only other one that I really remembered. Yeah. Some that of the other ones like I was iconic. like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's that one called? That one's called Seven. So, oh, right, yeah. The, the I watched both music videos. Did you at no. all? You're the music video. I, 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 I always try to do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, the In Circles video. Well, both of them are kind of similar. They both have like uh, just shots of the band playing a lot, yeah. like close up of Jeremy's <laughs> face a lot. I feel like we're gonna get into that a lot with emo. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the In Circles video. Uh, I wrote just them playing in a room. <laughs> A kid swinging around on a rope and some merry-go-round shit. So it sounds like it could be the Mariah Carey "Always Be My Baby" video, <laughs> probably. And then the in, the seven music video is like is a little cooler. It's like got a bunch of shots of the little Fisher Price people from the album oh, art, yeah, yeah, doing different stuff. Like no way. on like they're like still photos, but then there's like an animated aspect of them, like, like some stop motion, something on fire, okay. or yeah, or cool. like a. I don't know, like the sky changing color or something. And then the band, like for some reason I wrote, uh, and some take on me shit, but in colored pencils. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> uh, I came up with a little game for you real quick. If you want to play it, let's it's, play it. It's just two truths and a lie. I'm going to give you three song titles and you have to pick out the ones that are real and the ones that are fake. Okay. So okay. There'll, there'll be one fake one and two real ones well, of song titles. Correct. For, okay. for this, album. I feel like I can be pretty good at this. Um, and I did three of them. So best of three. Okay. Uh, so song about an angel, Eleven, Grendel. Eleven is the the lie. Correct. Damn. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Round, seven, skeleton. Skeleton is the lie. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, you won already, but I'll go for the last one. Just you know, play it out. Yeah. Uh, the blankets were the stairs, Fairton Skirto, and Jameson. Jameson is the lie. Dude. All right. I was, I was also going to say Streetlight. I feel like that's like an emo title that would have fit in well. But oh, that that's a pretty good one. But whatever. you uh, made a <laughs> made a, made a mockery of your uh, <laughs> never doing this again. Well, the 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 part of that that I wrote 
uh, my favorite songs on the record, and a couple of those were included on there. Well, I think I used like six of the 11 or 12. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, my favorite songs on the record are Round, Song About an Angel, and The Blankets Were the Stairs. That title is so, crazy. What? Which one? The Blankets Were the Stairs. Yeah, it's weird. Only to be outdone by Fairton Scarto. <laughs> yeah, that's like, I could say Jeremy Enoch's name before I even begin to try to pronounce that <laughs> i feel like p-h-e-u-r-t-o-n-s-k-e-u-r-t-o yeah fairton skerto sure it sounds a little bit like helter skelter yeah in my head true uh how do you feel about the album art i like the album art dude a lot. i love it it like i might know that more than i know the band I, <laughs> absolutely i had i mean i had those toys when i was a kid too the little fisher price people oh for yeah so like, like those are classic little kid toys it's just like and that's like a record like before I bought it back in the day, I had the CD for forever. It felt like, um, uh, you know, you're a nineties kid. If you had the Fisher Price. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like, that's like an album art that you see and see and see and see and see. And finally mm-hmm. you're like, what does it sound like almost? And it, in a way it does match it really well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I mean how they're kind of one of the premier bands of this time. Yeah. The album art is iconic. It's just like, it's perfect marketing. Yeah. And they ne- I feel like they never really like uh touched they never really got that close with any of their later stuff. I think you're right. I don't really know any of their other stuff. Like the second record LP2 is feels very unfinished because it kind of was. Okay. Um you, is there like I think a story they behind bro- that or I think they just broke up before okay. they were done with it. Yeah. Um and then god I can't remember what the third record is called off the top it's of my good. head but then the uh the fourth one has like the black cover with like the weird like sun circle thing on it okay almost um, like the big wig cover something like that like uh, like a cartoony sun i don't really sun. remember the big wig cover but um and hmm. it, that one's okay that yeah. one feels the most like uh like polished or something like polished but also that it could come out now and okay. still be like a relevant sound, but so, it's just something about it's just not for me. Like it's not the same as this at all. Yeah. So that's the thing about this is like it feels loose, but at the same time it has that like Texas is the reason Braidman. It has like yeah. that. They all have that like crunchy. I'm gonna play something real quick, but they all they all have that like crunchy guitar sound, really minimal reverb. Yeah. And like the drummers all go off, dude. The drummer. <laughs> I wrote that down. The drummer on this freaking goes in dude like yeah it's he's so good you said round was one that you like yeah that one's like the faster one like yeah this guitar sound yeah it's just like straight ahead yeah distorted crunchy yeah it's cool though i i, I really like it um there's one where the drummer in like the intro is wild. Oh, I have a note here that says 47. I'm very <laughs> sick of this drummer. Uh, Wait, you're sick of him? He is just keeps. He he's, it's everything's just like is too much. Fills and he, he's yeah. just going too hard. And it sounds fun. <laughs> I also feel like all their songs kind of follow like intro, verse, chorus, break. So verse, they chorus, like, bridge, chorus, outro. Even though this record is like, I feel amazing all the hits are in the first half oh it's very from for me yeah the second half gets really like melancholy and like maybe they're trying for something different but you got to pepper one of those two like one or two of those in a little earlier yeah i think like i think blankets where the stairs uh is a later track and that one's like the standout one in the second half for Let's me but the rest kind of flow a little bit together my friends were in a band when i was younger uh called called no name basis okay and i feel like they channeled this very well this is like their vibe. Yeah. Cool. They screamed a little more than like the singy, singy vocals, but like yeah. they had the, the musicality down a lot. All right. I like that. I'll, I'll send you some shit. Wait, what were they called? No Name Bassist? <laughs> yeah. Why? No, no, no. No Name Bassist. Like we're on a No Name Basis. Oh, Basis. <laughs> no that name makes basis. way more sense. Yeah, he just didn't have a name. <laughs> I like that. Actually, we're on a No Name Basis. <laughs> yeah. I also kind of like that they like, maybe you can't hear it here, but like every once in a while they'll have like a flaw. And they'll just yeah, kind of leave it in they there. They just kind of go with it's like it. Bob Dylan-y and loose and jangly. How do you feel about the uh, the band name? I don't get it. I think it was it was like a play on a Talking Heads lyric. Okay. But uh, which was just maybe something about sunny days, mm-hmm. and then one of the guys in the band turned it into sunny day real estate in like a 
basically it means uh, like marketing sunny days, like okay. selling sunny days to yeah, people yeah. or something. Like I guess that's kind of what artificial I happiness or something sure. like that. Such a David Byrne kind of thing. To do. <laughs> yeah, like, pretty much. I think it's okay. Yeah, like, it's, it's I, not bad. Like, uh, I mean, actually, I kind of think it's kind of good. Yeah. Uh, it fits them, and it's like yeah. rememberable. It's it, yeah, exactly. They had like some other names before this. Did you? What do you got? <laughs> they started off. I think I don't think Jeremy was in the band originally. Oh really? They started off. He's not like a founding member. Well. I mean, of Maybe Sunny Day of, Real okay. Estate, yeah. But a couple of the guys initially had a band called Empty Set. That's oh, so we got like a real Finch numb kind of thing. <laughs> and then they changed, yeah. And then they changed their name to Chewbacca Kaboom. Wow, that's and, bad. And then went to Sunny Day Real Estate. Okay. And then if I was reading this correctly, then they changed their name to Thief Steal Me a Peach. And then went back to Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, yeah, for the... the uh, uh, listeners the, for the listeners <laughs> and the uh visually impaired i'm wearing a hat with a peach on it it's I culture abuse peach hat. for hours <laughs> Damn. um i just um, went peach picking a couple days ago so thief steal me a peach is not a bad name for an album Maybe or like a song the, just get rid of the thief part unless that's like a reference to something that i don't know like a I don't, shakespeare quote or something i don't <laughs> probably. know probably <laughs> they're so uh but uh so or empty. just steal me a peach or or a peach, <laughs> just, just, or just, <laughs> just steal, just pee, or just thief, steal me a blank, <laughs> dude. Check this out. That okay. Ferton Scarto song, what like in a cabaret? What is this? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, they have like the cabaret shit. What is this? Yeah, this dressed in doll shit. Yeah, but then later on it gets kind of cool. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> I feel like it picks up at a certain point. Way it? later on, maybe. No, I guess it doesn't. It's I guess just this for oh, it three might, and a half minutes. It might blend into the next song. Is this the this next is, song? This is Shadows, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's more of an interlude. I guess. This I song's kind of cool, too. I, I like this one. It's I like, like this one. Melancholy. Kind of melancholy. Yeah. <laughs> not melancholy. Yeah. Most of the album sounds pretty similar. Pretty similar to this. This one's more, maybe a little bit more instrumental than some of the others. Yeah. Um, Got an American football kind of thing going they, on. They kind of nail that drony. pretty well. What year did this come out? This was this is 94. 1994 on Sub Pop. This was on Sub Pop? Yeah, oh, Right from man. the get-go, they were on right Sub Pop. Right from the get. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. You don't see that too much. No, absolutely not. The... It's like a Hot Snakes kind of thing where they just like, right they, from the get-go, every album's on Sub Pop. Yeah. The, uh, I think it's got to be one of like the top selling records on Sub Pop. You think? Absolutely. I think it's only been, well, I don't know, because it's only been reissued on LP at least. You know some like of the other bands. four times. You know some of the other bands that are on Sub Pop, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe not. I don't okay. think it's one of the better selling ones. I mean, it's been around for a while and I think it's it probably up, still well, sells okay, well. Yeah, of course. But. Yeah, as far other than maybe the the heavy hitters. Yeah, you know it's what? Up there, I'll give it to you. I'm number not, one, it's <laughs> the top hairs. selling record on Sub Pop, number one of all time. Look of it up, all time for the last twenty four years. Wow. Um, yeah, that mouth. This record is twenty four years old. Oh, it can drink. The uh, <laughs> as of three years ago, it can <laughs> rent a car. As oh, of yeah. a year ago, true. You only uh, have to be twenty three. I think so. I was twenty five. I don't know. I, I mean, it could be different. I only rented a car states. once. Yeah. Delaware is 23, I think. That's about all I know. That's <laughs> the one thing that I know. Um, the bassist, when they broke up, joined the Foo Fighters. The no-name bassist? And he is still... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write his name down, so there you go. <laughs> He's still in the Foo Fighters. Okay, so you got Taylor, Pat Smear. It's not Pat Smear. Dave Grohl. Pat Smear? No, Pat Smear plays guitar in the Foo Fighters. He's not in the Foo Fighters now, is you he? sure? I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe not. I, I think he was only in them for like... Literally, maybe the first two records or the first record. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been wrong so like there, once or twice before. The Sunny Day Real Estate Basis Pet Smear. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Damn. What else you got? Um, I wrote. We're kind of blasting through this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrote down. So there's a deluxe edition on Spotify, if you listen to that one at all, with, with eight and nine. Yeah, yeah. Those are like so, early tracks, I think, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So eight's cool, but I get why it's not in the album. Like it's Yeah. It's a little too nineties feel. It's got like I don't know, it's like a Well and they feel very much tacked on Yes, exactly. To the deluxe edition. You can tell not, they're just there. It's not as if the yeah. real last song 
fades into those or anything at yeah. all. I wish I had not. You have Spotify on your phone? I do. Can you play nine real quick? Because yeah. it sounds like they're trying to start a wall of death in the beginning. It's hilarious. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And then they that's the one where they have like, did you listen to those at all? Um, I did, but I mean, I, I think I tried to keep it to the real thing. Yeah. Um, so there's like, the, that's the one with the chorus that's kind of like Eastern style chanting. It's like, oh. I do remember that. <laughs> it's yeah. cool. It's interesting. Sunny day. I'm going to pass you the aux cord. Oh, well, well. And then turn up to about like three quarters volume. Their Um, other records are called How It Feels to Be Something On. Okay. Yeah, I don't have this kind of plug on my phone. Oh, damn. I've got an eight. Sorry. Mm. (laughs) Well, we'll put it in post. I don't know if we can do that. I'm not trying to download illegally. (laughs) I'll figure out a way to get it. We'll play it off Spotify and post. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Get an older phone, dude. Just go on spotify and listen to the song yeah nine it's called nine not to be confused with seven i can eight, play it in 11 mic. would that work sure yeah actually you do, that. do that yeah play just the intro because i think it's hilarious it sounds like they're trying to start a wall like three quarters audio you think yeah it's about three quarters of the way full well you can play it all the way up actually now that we'll you try it this yeah. right this is hard as nails I'm about to hit the pit for this one. I want to see every last one of you <laughs> side to side. Let's go. This is more of like the like a Fugazi move. But wait till it kicks in. If it if it kicks in. If it kicks in, the anticipation, baby. Waiting, waiting, waiting. What if this was just feedback for like five <laughs> minutes? I got you. I just punked every listener. How many? How long is it? It's We're five pro- minutes and 22 seconds. Damn. I'm just going to write it out. Let's write it out. We kind of blew through the album, so we owe it to the listeners. We do. We got to play a little bit more. Like, this is what he's doing yeah. some mosh calls. Up next. There's a lot of, like, uh, build up here. A lot yeah. of. It builds up for a while. Tensions are high in the crowd for this one. I wonder if they played this one a whole lot. I feel like this probably got people to go off. Did people mosh in 94? I'm sure they did, but... <laughs> See what I mean about like the Eastern vocals? Oh, yeah. It's cool, think... though. Yeah. I'm going to like bad. fade the song out by yeah. turning my volume Let's down. Let's do it. Smooth. Yeah. You hear me oh. clicking the side volume oh, button. yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. I, I actually kind of like that song, but uh, I, again, get why it's not on the album. Yeah. What's your favorite song? In Circles. I like that yeah. one a lot. Yeah. Cool. What's your favorite? Yours is Seven. Mine's either Round or Song for an Angel. I feel like Song for an Angel is really good. Let's play Song for an Angel real quick. I don't remember that one. That one's like a slower oh, that's a jam, third song? Okay. but like it's quintessential. <laughs> This is kind of what I think of when I think of Sunny Day Real Estate. Me too. Absolutely. Ooh, Joey's doing a nice Milli Vanilli vocal. That part's cool. A lip sync. Oh, the last song, Sometimes, is really cool too. That's got like a pretty big chorus. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's pretty memorable. The chorus of this one is like really memorable. It's the Sometimes You See Right Through Me part. Mm-hmm. Which, like, Spoiler alert, I was going to save that line for our segment later on. That's oh. right. We got segments now. Damn. We, uh, we got more than one coming up for you. We sold out. We <laughs> sold out. We got segments. We got more structure. <laughs> uh, We're not just we flying got, by the seat of our pants. And we got a sponsor now. Oh, stay tuned for the sponsor. Stay tuned for the sponsor. You're going to love You're it. You're going to love it. You're going to like what you see. I guarantee it. Um, That's it, all I got to say about Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down for myself to check out the live performances of seven on the John Stewart show and mm-hmm. seven at Coachella from a couple years ago to like get like sort of a then and now comparison. Cool. Then I didn't watch either one of them. So <laughs> maybe oh, oh, you made notes for yourself. I to made have notes done for myself now. to do that and oh. then I didn't do it. Well, now these are listener notes and they listener don't notes. Yeah. Go watch both. Yeah. Um, totally. Pitchfork gave this record an 8.7. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty up pretty there. Pretty high. What would you give it? Seven or an eight? 
It's, I was, it's really good. I wrote down seven and a half or eight. Yeah. Just because the second half kind of drags a little bit for me. Exactly. Um, See, you get it. I'm going to hit you with a question you asked me last time, which is the first of our new segments. Yes. Officially, what would you call your Weird Al parody song for a song from this record? I mean, look, I, I want to say it'd be something with Furt and Scaredo, but that's weird enough. That's as hard. It is. Um, that, that song definitely calls for some uh, accordion, though. Oh for God. sure. <laughs> Could you imagine an accordion <laughs> instrumental cover of that? Um, I've got one. Okay. If you want me to share this while you think of one. Well, I was going to say in purples instead of in circles. Okay. What would... The, and it would just be about, like, purple. About the color purple? <laughs> the color purple. The movie, the color purple. Uh, the the <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not the book. Uh, is, there, is there a movie? I don't know. There is definitely a movie, but okay. it was a book first, right? Sure. Right, I, I just, really know, I just right know the reference. <laughs> Mine was a song about a bagel. Oh, that's and you can good. even keep the line sometimes you see right through me or make it like <laughs> you always see right through me that's good I go, yeah <laughs> i also feel like he could just make like there's a 47 a 48 a 7 an 11 like they have like just a math song me. yeah exactly <laughs> um, like numbers divisible by <laughs> <laughs> i almost feel like the the uh band name could be a parody too like sunny day real estate yeah. could be like something Anything. it could be something yeah, it, it, it use your some, imagination you know write in your uh sunny day real estate weird owl parody yeah hit us up yeah hit us up <laughs> <laughs> text us <laughs> um you want to hear seven to transition into the let's next let's transition with seven the hit all right we're gonna take a second maybe maybe go get maybe a couple seconds maybe a couple seconds this is seven by the band sunny day real estate from the 1994 album diary Welcome back. That's up. I'm the Fonz. Uh, that was some famous uh, Sunny Day Real Estate drumming right there, for Dude, sure. Dude, yeah. Nothing but fills. <laughs> Nothing but fills. Um, so, just do the same thing. What have you been watching since the last time we met up? Um, I finally saw Hereditary. Oh, dude. And actually, I had seen it since the last time I saw you, but we still haven't got to talk about it yet. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Well, yeah. Off air. You guys don't get to hear it. Yeah, it. we don't want to spoil anything. It's s- it's like my movie of the year, though. I will say that. It's good. It's, it's like so good. It's up there for sure. Um, I also watched Tag. I was going to say, I saw, you saw Tag. Pretty fun. I, I liked, liked it. A lot. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was not bad. Um, Great cast. Great cast. Hannibal is amazing in I, it. I feel like they're trying to channel... Uh, ed helms hangover kind of stuff in there a little yeah. bit but but i love it like it, yeah. was, it was really fun. i saw it with a group of friends uh a guy that i work with his roommates and we went and saw it on like a monday and yeah just, it was a good jake johnson was really good in he it he was really funny hannibal always funny. killed it yeah uh everybody was good amy even, adams even jeremy renner i'm not usually a big fan jeremy renner yeah no he's he was good yeah he played like a dick in this movie wait so did like, you say amy adams well isla fisher <laughs> yeah there you go that's close um yeah, he played like a dig in it, but I, I usually don't like him, but I was like all about him in yeah, this for some reason. I don't mind him. You know, he broke both of his arms filming <laughs> this movie, and they had to like green screen his arms in some of the scenes. That's bananas. Like pretty minor breaks, but he Did had you... the, he had to wear like braces, and they had to like, like CGI the braces off of on his it, arms. On his teeth. On his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that before you saw it? I did. Were you aware I was of looking it? for it, and I couldn't find it. Damn. He didn't have like floppy arms in any scenes or anything that I could decipher. Hollywood movie magic. Hollywood movie magic. Um, I also saw a couple other things. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Mm-hmm. I watched two Bill Paxton movies for our friends, uh, film friends podcast. Matt Bailey, Kate Eingorn, Jordan Smith. The whole gang. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we watched uh, One False Move and Brain Dead. Go check that episode out. I always think Brain Dead is Dead Alive with Peter Jackson. Well, because that movie is originally also, called Brain Dead. Yes. I think okay. that was one word, maybe. Correct. I wonder if this is the movie why they had to change their name. 
Like, I wonder if this is the reason. I never even thought of that. Could be. It might be. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you right now, one of those movies is good. The other one was not so good. (laughs) Uh, Was it the other way? Was it the way you'd expect it? Depends. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on what you expect. Uh, And then I recently got filmstruck. Um, The only thing I've watched on it so far, I've watched like four shorts by the Safdie brothers that did Mm -hmm. Good Time. Um, Apparently they have like a ton more, but they only have these four on filmstruck. Cool. Uh, The best one was this one called Black Balloon. Um, it's about this it's about black a, balloon. About a goo goo doll. That just sort of. I know. I thought of that the whole time. Uh, it's just about a balloon that um, this guy lets go of a bunch of balloons for like a kids party. The black balloon gets away, and then it's like the journey of the black balloon. Ooh. it's pretty cool. It's really good, actually. Cool. Um, what about you? What have you seen? So I'm gonna keep with my surf theme. Um, <laughs> I was I've been watching. Have you ever heard? Of, I think we talked about it once, maybe on here. But there's a show called John from Cincinnati that like surf movie or surf show. I on haven't HBO. seen it, but you told me about it. I think yeah. So I saw a familiar face from Blue Crush. Oh, Kayla Kenny, like professional surfer, which also one was acts that? in the show. Um, she was not like a main character in the movie, okay. but she was she was in it. She was in it. Mm-hmm. Was I'll, she I'll, one of the ones that played like a pro surfer in the I movie? I think so. Yeah, at okay. like some of the competitions and stuff. Um, I've watched The Endless Summer 5,000 times, but I watch that okay. almost every night to go to sleep. Yeah. It's awesome. And then I went back and watched Into the Blue. I can't believe this. And I I've, saw that you watched this the other day. i got some notes for you. First off... Should we have done this instead? Do you think, despite uh, Double Paul Walker? I don't. Wow. Was <laughs> well, this actually, more or less watchable than Blue Crush? It was more watchable than Blue Crush. Okay. But... I think Blue Crush fit the Blue Album better. Okay. All right. So director John Stockwell did both of them. What? Yeah. 2002 directed Blue Crush. 2005 directed Into the Blue. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Did he do any surfing movies in between or well, I t- on I either end? All I have is a screenshot here, so I can't really <laughs> tell you. Um, okay. Okay. But um, I, t- I took some notes because now whenever I watch a movie, I take notes. It's pathetic. I can't actually just enjoy a movie. <laughs> Me too. Don't worry about it. Uh you know what's really cool about the Amazon uh, Prime video? Oh, yeah. Just if you it. pause it, it has yeah. the facts and stuff on the screen, which That's is awesome. kind of cool. And who's in the scene. <laughs> I'm not going to read my notes because they don't make any sense to me like a week and a half later. And you probably haven't seen the movie in a while, if <laughs> at all. I've never seen it. <laughs> so. Contextualize some of it. I'm just gonna, no, I'm just going to hold it back. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cool. reel myself back well, in. Well, and then also you went surfing. Recently. I did. I tried surfing this past <laughs> Sunday for the first for time. For the first time. And there were literally no waves. Uh, so I was just... Well, I was, where, where'd you go? I went to a beach called Strathmore near like Ocean Strathmere? City, New Jersey. Strathmere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right near like um, Ocean City, It's like New right Jersey. south of O.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a great beach. Almost Avalon. Yeah, it's it was, like a cool, like uh, low-key beach. Yeah. Me and my buddy left super early and got to the beach early so that we'd be there early. There were no waves. <laughs> there were no waves. We ran into a guy who like happened to be from Philly, a block from where my buddy lives. And okay. he like, told us the surf beaches to check out and... It was just there. Not was, happening. Was dead. That yeah. day. Pipe so we, was pipe at all time low. <laughs> pipe was at an all. Oh, we should do all time low. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> um, I was just kind of paddling around. Now my chest is still sore because you're laying on a piece of plywood all day. Basically, is it made of plexi, plywood? Plexiglass, I think. Not plexi wood. Yes, yeah, something like that. Mm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just what is it. a surfboard <laughs> anyway? I don't know. Um. But yeah, that's it. I'll stop talking about surf stuff. Would you do it out. again? I'm definitely going to. I own yeah. a surfboard. I'm going to go do it again. Oh, you bought the board. I bought a board this. over the winter so that I'd learn how to do it. That's cool. Yeah. So you're surfed out right now. I'm, I might fall asleep. I'm what so other tired. like, what other movie? We got to incorporate um, another surf movie into this at some point. I could point. watch we'll some documentaries and stuff. Documentaries, <laughs> yeah. Point Break. Oh, we'll do Point Break at we'll some point. We'll do Point Break. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, don't worry. Um... But let's let's jump into it. Let's hop right in. Actually, let's not hop in yet. I, I found it. I found my first <laughs> oh, note. Okay. Do you get emails from MoviePass? Um, I feel like I did, and then maybe I like junked one too many of them, and I don't Ooh. really get them anymore. So I got one from MoviePass uh, advertising their merchandise. Just kind of typical oh, they stuff. They have a T-shirt now, don't Hats, they? Shirts, hoodies. I'm gonna read a few product titles for you. Hat Damon, the Shirt Locker. What? Okay. Close Encounters of the Shirt Kind. Shirty Rotten Scoundrels. Are these for all the same shirt, or do they have different designs? There's just like a black shirt with a white logo, white shirt with a red shirt, bleh, shirt with a red logo. Okay. Uh, Shirty Harry, Hoodfellas, or my favorite, Ten Things I Had About You. Oh, Hoodfellas is pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of fun. I'm not giving MoviePass any more of my money. No, I would rather if it were a Letterboxd shirt. Dude, Letterboxd all the way. Yeah. What's your Letterboxd? 
handle. I think it's just my. I think it's Paul Shock. Cool. Yeah. What's yours? Cool Joey. Is it really cool, yeah. Joey? Did you change it? It wasn't, wasn't taken. I did change it. It used to be Wooder I went, I went pro. Yeah. And then Wait, I, you went pro? I did pro. What does that get you? I just you? want to give them a little bit of money. This is an advertisement. For, this is not the advertisement. We've, this is not the, we've yeah, this is not the sponsor we talked about. Uh, but I think it was like, I don't know, it was only like 10 bucks or something like that. What and do you get from it, though? You can like filter your feed. Like I took out every time somebody... Uh, adds a movie to their watch list. Okay. And it cleared up so much of my feed. True. You can change your username. Um, you added leave no trace to your watch list recently. I guess. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Like, I can't remember. It just sounded cool at the time. You did it three hours ago, dude. I did. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Deep lurk. It's a uh, 2018 movie featuring Ben Foster and Thomas and McKenzie. Uh, oh, that's the new, um, the new Deborah movie Granick? directed by the winter's bone director oh i've, I've still yet which to i haven't that. seen that but like i it was on someone i follow uh rated it very highly recently that movie pg no x what they rated it like pg or x or something like that yeah and yeah. 17 uh super high <laughs> and then uh yeah 17 is like the highest number rating you can give a movie yeah. but Messed uh up. anyway it just sounded cool and i was like oh okay I'll, <laughs> I'll try to remember that by putting it on my watch list anyway uh <laughs> Movie Pass, they got the surge pricing thing now. Mm-hmm. I think it went into effect today. Okay. Maybe. I haven't gotten that email yet. Which is like, you spend more money based on what the movie is. So if it's like a huge blockbuster, oh, it costs more money now. Okay. It's not about the time of day or anything like you would think, like Uber or something. Yeah. But it's more like the title. I guess I don't how much it's made at the box office. I guess I don't really know much about the thing right now, but yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, so I'm not going to say fuck movie pass, but but, Hey, (laughs) they're not getting any more of my money except the 10 bucks. If I can help it. Yeah. I, I got it for Christmas, which was six months and a couple days ago and it's still going. So someone's not manning the off button. So thank you. I mean, I love them and I hate them. (laughs) It's a love hate kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to transition into Bridget Jones' diary, yeah, what would you rate it? I think this is for like. Four. Wow, are we doing ratings right away? Well, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm going to rate it like NC40 because if you're <laughs> under 40 and you watch this movie, you're a dope. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I will say, well, let's just what's this? Let's read the synopsis real quick. Okay, you read the synopsis. I'll go get the. I'll cue up the clip of the the first clip of the movie, and then that'll get us nice and warmed up to talk about it. Okay. So, I'm trying to pull it up, but... Uh, Should I talk about surfing a little more? <laughs> let's talk about surfing a little bit. Oh, here we go. Okay. Don't talk about surfing. Um, a British woman is determined to improve herself while she looks for love in a year which in which she keeps a personal diary. It's kind of a vague description. Yeah. But um, maybe this. it's kind of like a love triangle scenario as well. True. Maybe this will uh, give you a little bit of a better idea. I feel like she kind of exposes herself in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Bears her soul. Yeah. Okay, let's play it. It all began on New Year's Day in my 32nd year of being single. Once again, I found myself on my own and going to my mother's annual turkey curry buffet. Every year she tries to fix me up with some bushy-haired middle-aged bore, and I feared this year would be no exception. There you are, dumpling. Yeah, so... (laughs) Wow. Um, I will just start off by saying... Me and Bridget Jones are the same age. Oh. But I'm not single, so ah uh, uh. But uh, I might be after this uh, uh. episode. Um, oh. But, For uh, what reason, Joey? <laughs> dude, Willow loves this movie. Does she really? She does. But, okay, I will say I didn't love this movie, but I do think it has some redeeming themes to it. Give me one. It's like... Oh, I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, first off, it starts off... And it, I think that this was probably very much not a thing that you saw in movies a lot at the time with like, like you said, she pretty much exposes herself, bears her soul. Yeah. Um, she, they pull no punches about her basically like being into partying, drinking, mm-hmm. smoking. Um, and I, that's kind of like a big deal in a way to portray that on film in a way. Yeah, I guess so. In 2001. Yeah. Probably. She was a bit of a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, I just I couldn't get past the accent. I at first before I watched the movie, I was like, "Wait, is Renee Zellweger British?" And then I heard that monologue, and I was like, "She sounds like Annie from The Parent Trap. She well, sounds I like have, Lindsay Lohan doing a British accent." Right. I have no frame of reference for very many legitimate British accents. Right. But it's funny that you say that because I was reading facts about this, and I think it was Hugh Grant apparently did not know that she was doing an accent that's, until the movie wrapped up that's because bananas she and he's like the most british dude i can think of yeah <laughs> he's like the charming fumbly british man uh and uh she kept it throughout the entire filming and then off camera as well she apparently even Ugh. got a job at like a printing company a month or so before they started filming the movie under like a fake name so she could like get into the job and the character more why do all romantic comedies take place in a newspaper <laughs> true <laughs> print is dead people <laughs> let it go one funny thing about that too was that she kept a framed picture of jim carrey on her desk who was her boyfriend at the time oh really and her co-workers did not know who she was okay they thought it was weird that she had this photo of Jim Carrey <laughs> on her desk, but they never said anything to her they because they didn't want to like embarrass her. Well, I guess she was still new. Yeah, that's crazy, though. That whole thing is this crazy. This is kind of like a breakout role for her. She's the most probably. method actor I've ever heard of. Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> that's crazy to get a job at a printing press True, to Dan- speak in British accent that sounds terrible. That you hear that, Hugh Daniel Grant Day? You could learn a thing or two. Daniel Day, come back it- to acting. <laughs> we miss you. <laughs> um... Is Uncle Jeffrey John Waters? You remember that guy? The oh, creepy dude? The, the creepy quote-unquote like uncle? Touching her butt all the yeah, time? Yeah. He's he a had weirdo. Like the pencil mustache. Yeah. He had the John Waters vibe going on. <laughs> He's the British John Waters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm reading John Waters' book right now about how he hitchhikes across the country. Oh, I have the audiobook of that, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'm still... I read like three chapters, and I thought, oh, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to say it, because it might actually spoil a little bit for okay. people. So. Does it get like... Um, you get like a good feel for it being written by him? Like, mm-hmm. is there enough oh, of him in there? First sentence, thing? yeah. It's it's cool. awesome. It's so good. The first sentence says, uh, I'm John Waters. <laughs> I'm John Waters. I'm from Baltimore. <laughs> He's hitchhiking from his house in Baltimore to his house in San Francisco, which is that's kind of cool. cool. Got two houses. Good for him. All right. Share the wealth, John. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, John. I'm sure you're listening. Um, you can really tell how old a movie is by the computers in it. <laughs> this true. This Bridget Jones, they're rocking the og imax oh the big bubbly throughout. ones the purple and well i think a couple of them had like a flatter screen but still had the bubbly green back yeah yeah they definitely all had like the round mouse with the little green buttons yeah. on the sides <laughs> also you can tell uh, that a movie sucks by the text treatment in the beginning <laughs> it was like that handwritey like handwritten scripty but it was a font i don't know oh they had a scripty part in the beginning it was like supposed to look like a children's handwriting or something like that but like okay just get a kid to write it and scan it in like it was supposed to look like a kid's handwriting no, i just look like i don't really remember I this part at all yeah I i'll take a seat that, that's i might have like spaced out in the very beginning yeah you didn't miss much um i also don't know who colin firth is it took me so long i don't what other movies is he in so i thought that i knew who he was like colin, i hear the name you hear the name colin firth this. so colin, colin firth that colin farrell colin hanks and colin quinn got him i think maybe in my head he's just a mashup of those guys yeah but i like, don't know who he is i thought he was colin quinn he, so he's in king's speech which i never saw never but saw that's it. like but this is that's more recent mm-hmm. like that won the award <laughs> he was in um what a girl wants with amanda Bynes. <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe we'll do that movie eventually uh i don't know man he's in a lot of He's he was very much more of a British actor before this. It seems like well he was yeah. in Shakespeare in Love. Okay, um, he's in the OG Fever Pitch, which uh, is about soccer. Apparently, I didn't know that. Um, There's a lot going on here okay. that I don't really care about. Yeah, um, he was in English Patient. That's like a known thing. Yeah, um, he was in Pride and Prejudice. Hugh Grant uh, might as well be in all these movies too. He there got to be in a couple. Um, <laughs> What else? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, like the, that was like the biggest shock to me was that I did not, in fact, know who Colin Firth was. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Like, they're all the same person. Those, no. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> At least not Chris Hemsworth. He's, okay. he's amazing. Cool. Uh, How would you feel about the wisecrack egg peeler? 
her oh, mom yeah. is using. That's so weird. That part was weird. There's right? a, there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie. So was the guy that um, the dad referred to as Jaundice Julian? <laughs> yeah. That was I that's thought a, that was pretty clever. I like the dad a lot. The dad was probably my favorite character. I, I loved him. I would have watched a movie about the parents. I liked the dad absolutely. I liked the dad a lot, and I liked Bridget's friends a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got oh, Mo- you- Moni Myrtles in there. Yep, which is like. Which came first, this maybe? Apparently, in the first scene you see her in in this movie, she's crying in a bathroom, okay. and then Moni Myrtle is oh, like her interesting, thing. Interesting, interesting. Um, and then the other two friends were cool. I like, yeah, her her dude friends just like silly, yeah, and, he and was, supportive. He was great. The um, dinner scene with like the blue soup was actually kind of fun. I They're like, like that you fucked up. Whatever, we're gonna. She made eat a bunch of anyway goofy food. Like yeah. the blue soup was funny, and then what were the? I can't remember what the other ones were. Marmalade and, and yeah, like an omelet or something. That part was pretty good. I liked the. I kind of liked the initial scene of her meeting Colin Firth at the party. Oh yeah, like her parents' party where, mm-hmm. um, there. Was it her mom or his mom is trying to set her up with him? Yeah, it's her mom. And then he's like every year. Yeah, and then he's like real stone faced in person. She like Mm -hmm. doesn't know what to say, but she's like loose. Like she's putting herself out there. She's like being herself. Um, And then uh, he's like nice to her face, but then when she walks away, he's like he like talks trash on her. So she dresses like her mother. Yeah. Um, Also, he's dating Miss Honey from Matilda. Oh my God, that is her. Yeah. I, knew, I recognize her. Yeah, and I right. think she's also in Army of Darkness. Uh, maybe. I, th- I think she's like the main girl from really? Army of Darkness. Okay, yeah. I can't really but remember. I just don't buy her like with an attitude. She's like a very nice person in, in most other movies. <laughs> well, that I've especially seen. in Matilda. Yeah, she's yeah. Miss Honey. I think a movie, a Matilda's a movie I think about a lot. Um, I watched that movie five times in a day one time in like first or second grade. I just, wow. I was sick and I just walked up and kept hitting rewind and play and then he <laughs> wow. laying back down. Um, And then... Um, so Hugh Grant is a piece of trash in this movie. Oh, is, is he Fitzherbert? Titzherbert? Titzpervert? Is that his name? Something like that. Tits- no, 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 no. That's the that's the older guy. That's who they called Titzpervert. Yeah. Hugh Grant is her. What's boss. his name? Yeah, no, I, I know. His that. His name I is. Uh, I have it written down. Okay. His name is. Oh, I didn't write his name down. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, we'll just say Hugh Grant. Uh, <laughs> he's a piece of crap. He's like, they their relationship escalates very quickly. Uh-huh. They like go from innocent office flirting to like super pervy office flirting in this matter of hours. Via I am. Via I am. Yes. I also feel like that's a, that's a sign right there that things aren't going to work out. That's a, that's a bad sign. <laughs> They're I am in the same room essentially. Yeah. Um, and then, and they then go on like a trip together. Mm-hmm. She's like super in love with him. She even tells him she loves him. Right. I think so. And then all of a sudden, he's banging the American chick. In uh, slow-mo. Like, that discovery scene that was, was real weird. weird. Oh, yeah, when she opens the door. And, and it's, it's like, like, I thought something was wrong with I, the video. Yeah. But I was watching on, like, HBO. And I, I thought like, there was oh, this like, is just how it is. I thought there was, like, a dead body or something. I was like, this movie's <laughs> yeah. taking a turn. And then she's just covering her boobs up with a paper or something. And she's, and like, nonchalantly like, oh, hello. She says the harshest line in she the whole movie. She goes, I thought you said she was thin. Ooh. I was like, damn, that is not cool. Homegirl. <laughs> so not cool. Yeah. That's a little cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, Bridget Jones walks home through like an active work site, like an active lumber yard. I don't know. Did you catch that? Well, it's like a market slash construction going on. That can't be the only like way. That. She, that can't be the only way home. Apparently, that's a pretty famous market over there i don't remember what it's called it looked like a lumber yard <laughs> i thought it was like a construction site at first yeah same um but uh you know things go on she ends up becoming closer with colin first character before that why did his she name dress is up? mark darcy is it mark yes yeah. mock mock yeah <laughs> can i ask why was she dressed up like a playboy bunny i did not catch that um i might have missed that too had so, something to do with the party, maybe. I think he had convinced her somehow that other people at the party were going to be dressed but then the he same didn't way. Go. And then he didn't go because he was too busy getting busy. <sighs> and then she was all embarrassed in front of like her parents' friends, basically. And then, but she really wasn't that. Sean Waters grabs it. her butt again. <laughs> um, she owns it. And then Jaundice Julian shows up with mom. And then oh, yeah. they split right away because Pops is looking pretty sad. Yeah. And I then knew. he says he talks some trash on Dad, which mm-hmm. is not cool. The Dad is also in Harry Potter. Sure. Forget his name. I don't know. But uh, Dumbledore. Not Dumbledore. 
<laughs> he's one of the professors though but that once again the dad is amazing did you notice the titular wine and cheese in this movie oh my god what there's uh, a wine and cheese in this movie she's just she's eating cheese and drinking vodka and playing chaka khan and then in the next scene she throws away an empty wine bottle so there's some wine and yeah, some cheese at some point nice nice <laughs> find uh, the wine find the cheese find the wine find the cheese tag yourself i'm the cheese <laughs> uh the uh she has like a great line when she's quitting oh his name's daniel because okay. I wrote, I copied this quote. Oh, yo, she roasts him. Yo, she roasts him so hard. She's got the whole office there, behind, like pretty much on his side from the start, mm-hmm. and then very quickly on her side. Even the one lady who that she hates is like, uh, "This better be good because I'm gonna fire her anyway," or something like that. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes, "Thank you, Daniel." That is very good to know, but if staying here means working within 10 yards of you, frankly, I'd rather have a job wiping Saddam Hussein's arse. And I was hey. like, damn, <laughs> Saddam Hussein's arse. Dude, uh, there was some real sexist bullshit in this movie, by the way. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Also, I don't know what people's salaries are in this movie. I feel like they all make a ton of money. Maybe I just don't make very much money. That's what I'd be what it is, I'm in the same boat. Um, so that part was pretty good. I wrote, also, oh, go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. I wrote down a quote. Uh, Why are there so many single women in their 30s, Bridget? Oh, I don't know. And it probably doesn't help that underneath our clothes, we're all covered in scales. I kind of like that. She was like, giving yeah. it back. Someone was like making fun of her for being single. She was like, oh, I don't know. Ha ha ha. Yeah. We're all covered in scales. <laughs> I, that was blah, nice. Blah, blah. Too. She has yeah. a couple good quips for sure. She's a rabble rouser. Um, and then the fight scene. Probably the best scene in the movie. Yeah. So good. So it was improvised. No way. Yeah. It was improvised. By the by the Colin Firth and Hugh Grant. How? They just oh, like Oh, the not the choreographed fighting. Just the language. No, the fight. The fight. That's was why they're cool. so slappy and like that's crazy. Bumbly. Like I feel like that's such a liability. I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's not like either of them are stuntmen, so they can yeah. they probably just, have a better job just kinda like trying to slap fight the way two dudes would you know what i mean i could see if like the language was improvised but like the fighting yeah i don't know about that i don't know about the dialogue but True. i do love the part where um they end up crashing the birthday surprise in the restaurant during the fight oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they both start singing along and then you hear colin firth like happy birthday yeah. what's his name <laughs> can you can you say happy birthday in a british accent I'm not even going to try. Oh, it may boo. be offensive. <laughs> if we Br- get, British if we accent get... is not something I ever really attempt. Okay, <laughs> fine. If we get 10 retweets on the then release of this it. episode, we'll, we'll get Joey to I'll say do it. Yeah, I'll do it then. Um, I, I wrote, okay, I like this dinner scene and I'm in a better mood now. <laughs> I was like, I was so anti this movie for the a long time. The dinner scene was good. It was really, really sweet. From kind of like the fight on it, it's actually pretty decent. It's not bad. Um, Colin uh, Firth coming in with those big like overhand punches, dude. He's a he's a scrapper, throwing dude. haymakers. Well, and then she gets really mad at him for whooping Hugh Grant's ass because she thought, and this was something I kind of called very early in the movie. She mm-hmm. thought that the story was that Colin Firth was the one that hooked up with Hugh Grant's right girlfriend or she wife. She got it backwards, but she got it because Hugh Grant never revealed that part of the story but then this is why mark darcy gets pissed off at hugh grant's character every time he sees him is because hugh grant ruined his marriage so Um, sad piece of crap they play a song one time this is the philly connection uh they play a song by a band called the stylistics who are like a 70s soul band from philly but they play like the marvin Gaye version okay but which is the original the stylistics. The stylistics. Yeah, okay. they they wrote it and originally recorded it. Um, it's called "Stop, Look, Listen to Your Heart," and it's really nice. I wonder if you'll recognize it at all. You recognize this at all from the movie? Maybe. What was the scene? Do you remember? It's like one of the early on scenes. It was like first third of the movie, probably. Okay. Get to the vocals. Come on. I feel like I kind of do. Is it one of the yeah. scenes where maybe she's like on the couch or something? Something like that. Okay. But yeah, I worked at a warehouse and we had one CD and it was just the best of the stylistics and we'd listen to cool. it on repeat. I didn't know repeat, that, repeat. that was like a Philly thing. Yeah. Uh, cool. I feel like there's like copious amounts of like Craig David in this movie as far as the soundtrack goes. Who's He's Craig David? He was like a British like pop R&B guy. Cool. Uh, kind of, he kind of sounds like maybe like Usher at times uh, over like spanish guitar covers of sonic the hedgehog music (laughs) basically what is that (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm into it but there's a lot of that in this um 
This is a, I found a list of people that were <laughs> considered for the role of Bridget Jones. And it's very long. Okay. I'll read off some of it. Uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, Rosanna Arquette, Julie Benz, uh, Selma Blair, Kate Blanchett, Helena Bonham Carter, Tony Collette, Cameron Diaz. Uh, I'm skipping a bunch. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, Elizabeth Hurley. Is this like my thank you speech? Is that what you're doing right now? No, no. This is just some background music for this lovely monologue. Uh, Sally Phillips, uh, Miranda Richardson, Tilda Swinton. (laughs) It actually does sound like Emma Thompson. I'd love to thank Emily Watson, (laughs) Naomi Watts, Rachel Weisz, Kate Winslet, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's all the time I have. They're telling me I got to get off the stage. (laughs) Good night. There's like, that was only like half of them. Too. Keep going. Dude, I don't want to because okay. I skipped around and I don't know which ones I didn't say. All right. Well, um, I'll turn off the Simon Birch theme then. <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that movie. I cried my eyes out. Is that um, Lip Nicky? No, it's, it's not that. Lip Nicky. No? No. Who's in Simon Birch? I think it's just probably one of the only movies that dude did. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was just a little guy. Maybe I'm getting confused with something else. You could be. Um,. <laughs> So here's a cool fact, I guess, Let's for all you Pride and Prejudice heads out there. Um, Colin Firth played a character named Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, the miniseries. Um, and Monk. When, and, when the, <laughs> and when Bridget Jones' Diary, the book, was written, uh, the author based the character of Mark Darcy around Colin Firth in Pride and Prejudice which is why his name is Mark Darcy. Okay. And then he ended up playing Mark Darcy in the movie adaptation of Bridget Jones. It's a lot of layers. <laughs> <laughs> playing them off again. And, all right, uh, Colin Firth, Mark Darcy. Uh, I got to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That, that's kind of yeah. cool. I feel like there was a lot of that, too, where it was like there was someone named Gemma Jones as an actor in this movie. The movie's called Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah. And then there was someone named like Grant and Hugh Grant. There was like a lot of weird name interchanges where there's like... I think, it must have been hard to get right. Yeah. I think her friend with the blonde hair, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember the actress's name, yeah. auditioned for the role of Bridget Jones. Okay. And then... They liked her. They like, liked her, but wanted her for something else. True. And she was pretty good. She was yeah. a good, supportive friend. Is she the friend that smokes with the gloves on toward the end of the movie? Because oh, that's I miss that. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, miss that. I don't know. I also feel like um, Bridget talks like uh, um like not near the microphone i feel like bridget <laughs> talks um in like a higher octave and like a whispery voice than, than everybody than, else than her own voice like i feel like that's there's no way that's her voice she's talking you mean in like, her she's talking like dude this. that's that's renee zoeer though really? for sure yeah okay um <laughs> maybe i don't know her i thought she was british to watch i the feel movie. like she's like that isn't she in um me myself and irene isn't that oh, her oh yeah she's like that in that too man okay someone yeah. else brought up me myself and irene today. really yeah <laughs> Interesting. Um, what she's fine in this. Yeah, I feel like. What do you think uh, would have been a better fit album-wise for this movie in terms of like tone? I feel oh, like in terms of tone, I feel like like Nora Jones or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vanessa Carlton. Maybe. I don't know. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think like it fits an emo album very much. Like name-wise, sure, but I, I don't think it. I, th- I, I think it's like. I feel like for some people it might. You know what it is? Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. No way. <laughs> no? Michael Bublé is like, if your favorite character is Hugh Grant in this movie, maybe, then yeah. you might rock the Michael Bublé with this. I'm going to come forward and just say I liked Hugh Grant pretty Yo, much he, most of His the movie. performance was good. Yeah. He's a piece of crap, but his performance was pretty good. I was bummed when she was like talking to him at the party and kind of getting yeah, back with him. I was like... No, but I was also kind of rooting for I him. Was a little, I was a little... <laughs> invested at that point man. i know I like, don't you dare don't you <laughs> colin firth is so boring to I me just but learned he's so he much was. better for you uh <laughs> um yeah i don't know colin firth has like a very cheesy line at the very end but it's like effective mm-hmm. when they uh is i might butcher it a little bit but is it something to the effect of like uh she says I thought nice boys didn't kiss like that. Oh, and God. he says, yes, they fucking do. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right. She also said <laughs> that's something. like probably like the, 
one of the more well-known lines in the movie and i get why it's like super cheesy but yeah. it's like effective for this movie probably in a lot of aim profiles <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> that oh, could have that could have been a lyric in like a fallout boy song or something Ooh, nice um, boys don't man, kiss I like should, this i should use that for our future segment oh true which we'll get to in a minute. We'll get to it. I don't um, think we got all this stuff. It's coming. It's, it's coming. Okay. It's, it's coming. coming. We're just gonna pile it on at the end. Yeah, we uh, we're running longer than I thought. Honestly, we did, we did one segment already, which was Weird Al. So I'm gonna we'll see that one more. I'm gonna end on this note. She says, uh, "This is definitely an occasion for genuinely tiny knickers." Yeah, in, in what's maybe the most British sense of all time. I think that's like, I mean, I'm a guy, <laughs> but I feel like that's like a thing. Like people planning their underwear for what's gonna happen, man. I, I got the same thing. pair in different colors. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you that's more about which color to wear. That's right. Um I got two things real quick. The okay. Rotten Tomato score for this is eighty percent. Maybe our highest one yet. I can't remember what the burning was, the burning but the burning was, like was eighty two. It was in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Um it's up there though. Uh what's your personal rating? I'm afraid to ask. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try and keep it standard from here on out. So albums will be out of ten, movies will be out of five. Oh, see, I'm just doing out of ten for both. Out of t- okay, well, I can, I can. You, I'll just, get my conversion chart, but <laughs> yeah, I give yeah. this. We'll just uh, double it. I guess one point five out of five, which is a three out of ten. Three out of ten. I give it like four out of ten. Yeah, it's just um, not. It's not a bad movie. It's just not my predilection for movies at all. I think. Yeah, and I agree with that. I, I, like I, I don't. I don't um, regret watching it, but I do. I wouldn't watch it again. I bet my parents watched it. <laughs> Should I call them and ask them? Yeah, probably. Uh, Dude, the parents are so good in this movie. They're asleep by now. Dude, um, I would. I have a note that just says in all caps: "Make this movie about the parents." I love. So, I love the dad. I felt so bad for him. The scene where the mom comes back to him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then he's just like, "Of course, I still love you." He's like, yeah, he's like a he's good like, dude about it." He's like, "We're we're good. Yeah, it's fine. Good dude." Um, we have a little special treat that we're going to tack on to this about Bridget Jones. Yeah, we have a reading from the book. From a semi-British person familiar with the Bridget Jones canon. All right, let's check it out. I don't know why she didn't just come out with it and say, Darling, do shag Mark Darcy over this turkey curry, won't you? He's very rich. Come along and meet Mark Una Alkenberry sing song before I'd even had time to get my drink down me. Being set up with a man against your will is one level of humiliation, but being literally dragged into it by Una Alkenberry while caring for an acidic hangover watched by an entire room full of friends of your parents is on another plane altogether. The rich, divorced by cruel wife Mark, quite tall, was standing with his back to the room scrutinizing the contents of the Alkenberry's bookshelves, mainly leather-bound series of books about the Third Reich, which Geoffrey sends off for from Reader's Digest. It struck me as pretty ridiculous to be called Mr. Darcy and to stand on your own looking snooty at a party. It's like being called Heathcliff and insisting on spending the entire evening in the garden, shouting Kathy and banging your head against a tree. Way to exploit your girlfriend. (laughs) Thank you, Willa. Very cool. Yeah, thanks, Willa. Wow, the true authority on all things British. Yeah, yeah, truly. <laughs> she was hitting me with all kinds of facts during this too. Name a couple. I'm interested. Uh, I already went through them, and I don't remember the others. Sweet, <laughs> awesome. It was a lot of like um, book versus movie comparisons, which the book is seems to be more vulgar. I yeah, that would from make my sense. understanding. <laughs> um, the movie was a little more vulgar than I expected, though. You're right. That's true. It yeah. was. It did push some envelopes. I think. Yeah, it's definitely less uh, family friendly than yeah. you would think. For sure. Um, um, should we check out one of our other segments? That about does it for the movie. We got a new right. segment coming up. Here we go. This is a segment that we like to call Tasting Notes. Um, so I, for this movie, I thought that we'd do a little bit of a pairing. Um, some blue soup complete with string, <laughs> marmalade, and an omelet. And uh, being that Sunny Day Real Estate is from Seattle, I'm just going to throw in some Top Bot Donuts. Okay. Okay. I did. Mine was pretty close. I had the drink. Based on the record, is okay. Capri Sun. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. And then the food is mince pies and a side of blue soup. All right, <laughs> yeah, the blue soup. I actually looked it up. Blue soup is key. I looked it up because I thought that maybe people had tried to have like a Bridget Jones dinner party, and okay. they, they have their own recipes of like how to do the blue soup right, how to do the marmalade right, and how to do the omelet right. What exactly is cool. the flavor of the blue soup? I don't know if it's like just a flavoring so just like or something like that. A coloring to yeah. a tomato bisque. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't think they're making like blueberry soup. <laughs> yeah. Um, Name one other blue food. You can't. Blueberries. That's what I said. What? Other than blueberries? Yeah. Oh. There are none. Blue raspberries. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> okay. Okay. Got <laughs> me there. <laughs> um, 
we got another segment for you too. Oh, we do. We do. And oh, it's I'm, called wine or cheese. I'm glad you came through on this one. I, forgot. I came through on this one. I forgot about this one. Uh, so the idea of this segment is, well, it was supposed to be for both of us, but this week I will quiz Mike. So I have a couple quotes. Mike has to determine if it's from the wine portion of the podcast, from the record, or the cheese portion from the movie. See, I put all my efforts towards your doing a happy birthday in a British accent, and that didn't pan out very well. <laughs> no. Fair enough. I came up with the game uh, Two Truths and a Lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's which true, that's you true. mastered. That's true. Um, so the first one I got for you, I'll just do two out of the three that I have, because okay. we've already addressed the first one. The okay. first one, I'll just give it to you, was sometimes you see right through me. Mm-hmm. Sunny day, obviously. So, of course. So the next one is, the quote is, and now it's the winter of my life. Oh, that's Bridget Jones' diary. Do you, okay, yes, that's because, true. Because it snows a bunch. I can't think of it, but I'm just thinking because it was snowing. Her mom's, well. her mom says it right after the egg peeler scene. Okay. When she's like talking to her. But uh, that, that that would be a fitting like. I tried to pick like, like the, I tried to stump you. You're trying to trick me. So I got another, and then the other one is, I should have done this years ago. Years ago. So what I think you're doing is that sounds like it'd be a Bridget Jones quote, but it's actually a Sunny Day Real Estate quote. So I'm going Sunny Day Real Estate. Wrong. Damn. <laughs> it's uh, Darcy right before he punches Cleaver. Oh, right before yeah. he socks him right in the face with one of those big <laughs> overhand punches. So I double tricked you where I did two movies. Mm. Boom. Um, I got double tricked. You got double tricked. <laughs> That's all we got for this episode. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, if you would like to get ahead of the game... Our next pairing is going to be the record Holy Ghost by Modern Baseball. Mobo. And the movie is going to be Angels in the Outfield. Which is somehow like the perfect. We'll, talk, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about how good of a pairing it is <laughs> next time. All shout outs to Joey Breeding. Um, what song should we play by Sunny Day Real Estate to, to close us out here? Um, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> you liked... Um, I like round. That round? one's good. Let's but play, I mean, real quick, we just want to say uh, thanks to Cinepunks. Check out all, all the other podcasts yeah, they got a on ton the of network. Check out the titular Cinepunks. Check, check out, out Hard business. business. Check out The Mandate. Yeah. Go to Cinepunks.com. Check out the rest of the shows there. Thanks to Chris Reject. Thanks to Chris Reject from uh, Lehigh Valley Pro Creations. That's a mouthful, man. <laughs> uh, if I you think need any shirts made, if you need any merch, hit them up. They do all the screen printing. Be happy it's to L-B-A-C-X. do it. com. I thought I might. Have, you <laughs> thought you might be wearing one of their I shirts. I was wearing one of his shirts. I don't think you are. No, I'm not. This is. And a, I'm certainly not. I'm wearing yeah. a plain shirt. But imagine how much cooler my shirt would be if it had yeah. something right on the little pocket right there. Yeah, true. Yeah. They have, oh, they have that cool event coming up. This will have happened already by the time yeah. this comes out. But it's got wrestling. It's got bands. Hopefully, you were there. True. Hopefully, you were there. <laughs> and if you weren't, sorry. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you snooze, you lose. <laughs>